Oh, uh, welcome, welcome. Woo! Have some energy for this one. Welcome to episode 116 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Uh, before we start the podcast, you know I got to do it. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow on all po- podcast apps, uh, hit the notification bell. You know, basically, keep up with the pod. I'm always posting regularly, three, four times a week minimum. <clears throat> uh, always expect one on Saturday. The one, uh, by the way, Fuller, Fuller House of Lies. Uh, I believe it was episode 113 is actually really starting to get some listens. This pod is blowing up. And if you could sense the joy from my voice is because, look, before we start the pod, I put a lot of time in this. Um, I'm recording this, by the way, at 6:43 a.m. at on February 22nd. If you listen to the previous pod, that is literally six hours after the previous one. Um, for some reason, I'm more energized for the 6:40 in the morning with no sleep in between. But hey, the fuck do I know? Yes, episode 116. Uh, so let's uh. Get it started. Uh, I've, since you already read the title, the title of today's episode is I See a Chandelier Cracking. Um, so, if you're assuming, what's that all about? So, it triggered in my head. <clears throat> I remember exactly. There was this, uh, I went to this. Cajun Louisiana restaurant not too far from where I live years back and that's not really the important part behind this kind of in this back side road alley there was this place called progressive lighting it was kind of it didn't look like a building that would be for lighting whatever the hell that is and I'm looking in it and I see I see a it's a chandelier place. One, in today's climate of business, you really think renting out a 20,000 square feet sh- building for chandeliers is really good for business? You really think that's like what, out of the highest needs, I understand people always are going to get chandeliers, but these are fancy chandeliers. I guess you. I guess it's fair to say, if you walk in, one thing you could rely on is there'll be good lighting. Ah, Jesus. But a place of chandeliers. Are we just making up businesses? I feel like chandeliers should just be one of those things that you could just kind of buy. Like it should just be like like. There's not a Nerf football store. There's not a like a there's not a orange cone store for like driving and parking stuff. Like there's not a colored pencil crayon store. Why is there a chandelier store? Chandeliers are like one overrated. There's literally nothing great about having a chandelier only bad can come from it because typically chandeliers are like 
they're like hanging from an apparatus 30 feet below the actual roof and then it's like eight feet above your head then if it falls on you it's not a great day for anyone it's a chandeliers be cracking um they just seem highly unnecessary. Why, why, have, why can't people just be content with a decent light? Like, why can't people just be content with a fan and a freaking pull-down thing where you could turn the lights on and off? Why, why, why isn't light switch with just typical lights good enough for people anymore? We've always got to be fancy with these extraness. Like, do you remember Beauty? Uh, wasn't it Beauty and the Beast where, like, the chandelier fell on, like, the Beast? Or it fell on one of the characters and, like, it really damaged them. People have died in movies from chandeliers. I'm sure it's happened in real life. It's scary shit. Um, but yeah. You know what else is pretty fucked up? Is that, so I was, I was actually going through, uh, I was actually, I actually was reading some articles earlier, right? And this one was, I found it through Yahoo, but I think technically it's quote unquote BuzzFeed, which is a really outplayed news source and it sucks ass for anything. Um, but there was this story, well, I wouldn't even call it story. I think it was more of a subreddit, but they basically found out it was kind of true. So there's this uh, lady, right? There's this lady in this hometown. It didn't specify. Basically, she works for an agency that recruits for jobs. It didn't say specific job. It sounds like one of those generic jobs that... Um, okay, again, we're ironically, we're creating jobs by having a position that are technically creating jobs. But don't be on her side yet because what I'm about to tell you Ooh, about the flip-flop, at least you better. This lady, so she's basically in charge of, she reads resumes, she reads applicants. She basically has heavy influence of whether these people get hired in departments or if they get hired in, in these specific agencies or jobs that are pretty high-profile and shit, right? So she came across some resumes, and... The names kind of look familiar. She recognized the one name. And it was a guy who used to bully her. Okay. Sounds pretty okay. Um, typically, she, was, she lives in her hometown. This dude moved back to her hometown. So she's assuming... Well, if he's applying here because she knew he moved wherever, life must not be good because we assume if someone moves back to their hotel, we automatically must assume, which we also got to stop with the, you know, towny terms or the hometown. Like, oh, if you stay in your hometown, you, you, you fucked up type of shit. It's like, well, also moving just to move doesn't really do you a whole lot of good either. Tell me all the example. So what's better, huh? Would you rather just... Be happy and content and let's say raise a family in a town, your hometown that you actually enjoy, let's say. Or, hey, you know what? I need to move and just blindly spin around eight times and just point on a map. 
And wherever I point, that's where I go. And it's like some Lawrence, Kansas bullshit. Well, that's where fate was said. And guess what? You go to Lawrence, Kansas, and you know what happens? Exactly what you think happens in Lawrence, Kansas. Fucking nothing. So, sometimes it's okay because you know what? Your hometown's not always a bad place. But whatever. She is reading these resumes because that's her job. Her job is basically heavy influence on whether these people get hired at the job they're applying for. Cool. But of course, as I mentioned, the one person was a person that quote unquote bullied her or him. Yeah. The dude who was the bully was quote unquote, he's a he. I don't know if the person, the hiring process, it sounded like a she. Actually, no, it was a she. Yeah, the title said she. Um, so she, uh, she's going, whatever. Hold on, let me, let me re-pick it up. Oh, baby, baby, can you pick it where you started right here? Like Janet Jackson, audience, this is all for you. And my tit, uh, tit for JT. <laughs> oh, Neptune. Uh, holy Neptunes. Um, but yeah, so here's where it gets problematic. You know what she did? She said, no, I'm not hiring you. I'm going to, well, it's not like directly. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, sorry, just uh, sneeze my sins away. Uh, but yeah, he, she basically, she did not. The whole reason was because he was a, he quote unquote bullied her. Something of what? Did this guy stuff her in lockers or whatever? And she described the bullying as quote unquote, just slight teasing. It was just more annoying. It was never volatile. The fact that she admitted that was like, holy shit. She didn't even lie or exaggerate the fact that. Oh yeah, she he used to fucking pull me upside down and my change would fall out of my God fucking damn it. I hate when I sneeze and it fucks up. There's like a little in the nose and I gotta sneeze it out. This is not good for the audio. Sorry, back to the story. Um She blackballed him from being hired. Sounds pretty familiar, huh? And I don't know the races of I don't know the races of this situation, but hmm, it's funny how you know what bothered me about this is like first let me just say you're a fucking bitch. You know what? I get it. Fine, he teased you a little bit in high school, and you quote as a bully, but the way you describe it, I wouldn't really call it bullying. I would say more teasing, which is like a tier one. If it's bullying, it's like a very low, the lowest common, I don't know if it's low, because the lowest common denominator of bullying would be like the worst, actually. It is the least severe form of bullying. And I don't care what you say, not all bullying is created equal. There are levels to bullying, okay? But you basically, I was lightly teased. It was just more annoying than anything. Okay. And now, what, I'm going to assume it's like 9, 10 years later from this? You don't think he's at least kind of grown up? 
And the fact that someone in a position would not hire a person where this isn't like, oh, I didn't hire him at fucking Goodwill. Like, this is the way, if you have a department, if you have an agency that's literally in charge of hiring, recruiting to these positions, they're obviously pretty decent positions. And the fact that the whole article, one, BuzzFeed's tone during it was just like, oh, this is funny and a joke. Like, oh, is she an asshole for this? It's like, yeah, she's a fucking cunt. She's more than an asshole. Like, it's not cute. This isn't like, oh, oh, it's just some, like, pickup job. Like, this guy obviously needs a job. He's obviously more than qualified because you even said, oh, yeah, he's actually one of the better qualified ones. And they were hiring a great amount of people. And you basically said, nah, I'm going to get paid back because you used to say, because you used to make fun of my, you know, extra hips. It's like, really? The fact that one, the news source would feel comfortable in the tone that it was just joke, like it's just funny. It's not funny to blackball someone from the job, which blackballing is exactly the term they use. So literally, you're blackballing someone from a job, from something that has nothing to do with the job. It's honestly really no different. Well, I wouldn't say no different because the reasons are kind of different. It's no different than uh, not hiring someone like the Brian Flores situation. By the way, for the Brian Flores situation, uh, I am athlete. I actually listened to the podcast today. Fucking great podcast. Um, Actually talk about some shit, deeper things in the NFL. It's really cool. But anyways, but... That's kind of like a decent reference point. It's not completely like parallel because one's a little bit more, one's a lot more severe than the other. But the fact is, this guy, and she admits in the thing, this like basically, I know that I'm in control of like his fate in terms of his uh, at least income for the next year or two because this is one of. This is probably as good as opportunity he's going to get right now based off the market in the hometown and shit like that and pay and shit like that. And they have one of the best opportunities for people. And the fact that she would take some personal from high school, that one, not even that big of a deal if we're going to be real about it. And you're going to do that and then go on. For, and your first instinct is to go on a Reddit subreddit and be like, huh, look what it, look how much of a cunt I am today, even though my lack of awareness actually, I actually really think this shit is funny. And the fact that people think affecting with someone's livelihood is funny is wild to me. And honestly, it really makes you think when you apply for jobs, especially if you're applying at jobs with people you have known in the past, right? Let's say someone you went to school with or someone that you uh, were once friends with, but not friends anymore because, you know, you uh, did some things with her mother. And you go apply for a job. And let's just say she may not be the hiring human resources director, but, uh, you know, she's a 
She's like a, a shift manager. And she also happens once a month to go on the company outing that they put on a card as the higher up employees do. And they go to some Mexican restaurant and get some margaritas and cheese dip. Not specific at all. And let's say she just slightly puts in there to the human resource director after a couple margaritas are down in the tube. And she says, hey, by the way, you know that Clint guy? Uh, yeah, fuck him. Don't hire him. It's like, well, you know, we can't do that off personal decisions. Like, if you don't do it, I'm, uh, I'm going to tell everyone that you got an abortion. And of course, she's not going to hire me. And I wouldn't even want to hire. Like, I wouldn't want that shit around the workplace. That's not good. I'll take the L. But the fact of the matter is, the influence because of something personal, because I fucked your mother, get over it. Um, obviously, I'm exaggerating. That's not a real situation. But the situation where someone that has connections to the person that could literally be in charge of whether you can make a living for the next four, five, six months, let's just say, for a short-term thing, like, that's fucked up. Because of something so childish that has nothing to do with this. Like, if I was in a situation where I was in charge of hiring people, and let's say some guy I went to high school with that used to make fun of my weight, even though they gained a lot of weight, and they look like douchebags, and they were really douchebags then, and they get older, and life's not going great for them, they're at, like, they're completely down the dumps, they're depressed, they got a lot of acne, and I could sit there and be like, oh, hey, Nick, how's it fucking going, you asswipe? And I can sit there, critique them, how they look, this, that, and the other. Nah, shit, hmm. It's like, you're the one in need of something now, huh? Or I could be like, hey, man. I understand that it was high school. It was 10 years ago. I'm going to assume you're not that person now. I'm going to assume you mature. I realize, like, hey, let bygones be bygones. And then I kick them in the nutsack and say... You're hired. Oh, and by the way, I know the sign said you get 14 hours. I made it nine. So, take it or leave it. No, but seriously, like, I wouldn't be a douchebag. But like, hey, man, I understand, like, hey, there's certain, there's certain things that shouldn't overlap. Um, it's like, I would hire if we need people hired they need a job and they work, fine. Like, you gotta be able to separate things. And this is why the fucked up problem in society is that everything is so personal. Like, you're literally talking about someone's livelihood and your problem with them is very minimal. If anything, on any plot of any UAV radar, on anyone's mind, is literally, uh, it's a, and what really bothered me the most about the story is the fact that who the BuzzFeed people, whoever wrote that horse shit, like in terms of referencing it and retelling the story, they told it in such a way 
that they made it seem like this shit is funny and that, oh, you know what? We've all been there. We would all do the same. It's like, actually, we wouldn't. You guys are fucking dickheads. It's not cool. It's actually like, I'm, I'm not even joking when I said it actually pisses me off. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like every time I talk like this, there's like this little bump in the back of my nose. Sounds like crack. No, but like, that shit actually pissed me the fuck off. It's actually not funny. Like, I'm dead serious. I know joke around about a lot of shit. But like, that shit, I don't know why. Because I, I just think about like, what if you're someone, you just lost your job. Let's say you just went through a really bad divorce. Let's say child support's kick your ass. Let's say you got this, that, and the other. Car breaks down. And you're in need of a job because they laid you off. And this is a job that provides decent pay. Some you can easily start, get into it. They have a hiring fair and all that. So they're obviously hiring and you go in and you see someone that has a problem with you. It could have been some girl or some guy that that broke up, that you broke up with in high school. And they hold that over you. And I don't hold it, like, not even hold that, but they look at you, and they see that you're kind of the one, like, you're the one technically, like, in a vulnerable position, because you need a job, and they're literally, they literally have your, they literally have, like, kind of, at least your immediate future in your hands, like, whether you can pay your bills or not, and they know they hold that power, and they're just gonna bend you over and double finger your asshole, and... It's just fuckery. It's like, I understand there's certain situations that overmask others and that some more serious than others. But we're talking about someone who she said it was just more annoying than anything. It was not volatile. It was not serious. So I'm thinking teasing. I'm not saying teasing is right. I'm not saying go around and just tease people. But that's what kids do. All right. Like, you can find anything about anyone to tease about. In the wholesome, and if she, I'm assuming she holds a job in that position. She said it was, like, almost a decade ago. So, she's at least 28, 29, 30, whatever the hell. Like, that's horseshit. And let's be honest. You reverse the roles, and let's say a guy does that to a woman. That's a freaking lawsuit. That's discrimination that's discriminatory of all accounts. And it should be. But it should also be, when it, but when it's a guy that can't provide for himself or his family on the line, it's just, ha ha, go fuck yourself. That's why you don't fuck people over. That's why you don't treat people wrong. But reverse the roles and say it's some guy that, let's say it's a single mother goes in there. And that's the only like real example that would actually like have merit. So that I'm going to use that. Well, let's say a single mother goes in there. She's trying to, you know, she's trying to just buy diapers for her kids, formula and all that. And some guy has some bitterness towards her because four years earlier, she left him for someone else, right? And look, that may like, I understand you have some personal angst. I get that. And it's not a company's job to just hire someone because of their situation 
But in this situation, she admittedly said, yeah, he was more than qualified. He was actually one of the better qualified candidates. And they were having like a hiring, not fair, but like a hiring, like, you know, grouping type of situation. And the reason why you don't hire someone has nothing to do with their qualifications or has nothing to do with, you know, whatever. And you do that shit. That's a lawsuit. No, they're like, jokingly. And the fact that they put this on the internet and thought, this shit is funny. I have a huge fucking problem with that. Because it kind of shows, like, the insensitivity with how actually... There's some things that I understand on the surface seem funny. But they're just not. And you know me. I fuck I fucking go on bank rants. I, I, I go on rants about people parking in front of stores. I go on rants to absolutely nothing. But this... It's a little different. Because I, I feel like it's kind of... I'm sorry to get too serious on these pods now. But it, I, I really believe we've become a little too desensitized to how important it is for someone to... Be able to provide for themselves. So there's something to be able to make money and do shit with it. And not everything so be personalized. Like, look, I'm not in the business of you have to wish every ex person in your life the greatest. You know, I, I'm one of those, like, I'm kind of indifferent on most people, friends, or whatever. Or like, you know what? I don't wish the worst for you necessarily, but I could care less. In a lot of ways. But I would not even... My worst enemy do I just hope like... Because of whatever, they don't get jobs. And they're not able to at least have a chance to better their lives. I sure as hell wouldn't go online and brag about it. I certainly wouldn't go online and be like, ha, see... You fucked up. This is why you treat people. And people want to make it like, see, what goes around comes around. It's like... No, it's not the same. You don't hold something that happens at 17 that is so not even minor. It's absolutely nothing. It's just immaturity. And you're going to hold that over the someone when they're t- a decade later? I think that's honestly more... I think, honestly, you look like... You, you look like the fucking person that shouldn't have a job because you shouldn't hold the position you have if you're making decisions like that in the position that you hold, because you are literally in a position that literally dictates other people's livelihoods. And I don't think, and I think that's something you should take real serious. You're not just some person that, you know, puts their tits on my windshield at the car wash, which by the way, no one really does like personal, bring the Nickelback girls out in a music video car wash anymore. No one does those you know, in-person car washes where there's eight unnecessary girls washing your windows. Because let's be honest, back in the days when you watch those 80s and 90s movies and and you see like these same words just like, oh, come to the car wash. It's just a bunch of 16-year-old girls washing your car in bikinis. It's just a bunch of 40-year-old dudes paying 30 bucks to have their car washed for a minute and a half when they got to go home and get the actual marks off their car because they didn't actually do a good job but they're fucking perverts and it's just kind of you know what was the point i was making uh 
But no, it, it, it's like, this is an actual real position that this lady's holding. And it really makes you wonder, and it really, I, I just want everyone like, think about your job. Think about the person that hired, think about the people that you know hired you, the department, whatever. Think about any job you go to Ford and imagine, and now think about the unease you must now be when you go to places. Because now, if you know anyone that you kind of have a little angst with, someone you don't like, you have to walk on eggshells. Like, what? Like, am I not going to get this job because of something that has nothing to do with whether I shitted the bed on my interview or whether I fucking didn't put, whether I missed out my middle name on my resume, which I don't have a fucking middle name. But apparently, if you miss out, your application's ineligible. Learn that the hard way. Fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Not going to say the name. I was about to, but okay. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's like the application. You, you made me go in. I already filled out online. What's the whole point of the fucking online application, that status shit? If I got to go in and write one in person when your application shit sucks, it looks like you guys just printed it off application.com, print out some bullshit. Like, and also applications, by the way. Like, why the hell do you need to know the phone number of the last three places I've been to? Like, I just have my last three employments from six years ago just sitting in my fucking phone, just ready to write it down at every moment. You know I got to go online and look up the location and phone number in case, just to put it on a phone number that you're not going to call anyways because none of those places are going to contribute or tell you because chances are the people I work with don't work there anymore. And secondly, they're like none of those places translate to anything I'm applying for here. I've never understood the references shit. I've never understood the previous employment shit. Well, I understand putting the previous appointments, but I don't have the address at the top of my fucking head. I'm not a freaking metaverse. I don't just have like a freaking, you know, whatever. God, Clint, God. But so stupid. It's just like too outdated. All you need to know is my full name, I guess my social, my checking account information to pay my ass, and do I have a record? What do you need to know? All right, well, I guess like, what's what's your skill set? It's like, well, honestly, if I'm applying for this job, you don't need to know my skill set because it's pretty self-explanatory what you're going to have me do here. It's pretty much anyone could do this. It's just a lot of people don't want to do it. Um, but yeah, they like they never call the they never actually reference a place. So then now I'm thinking of random people I worked with. Then I got to put their reference number. It's like I don't even have their number in my phone. You know, it's just uh whatever the fuck. But yeah, these are the people that are hiring you or not hiring you. It's people that go on these Reddits and joke about the fact that, haha, I didn't hire this person. Just because I can. So yeah, fuck you, BuzzFeed, I guess. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, 
I'm going to take a step back for a second. I'm going to read a little beautiful poem. Uh, There's a little poem I wrote back in the day. I found it in my phone. You know, just kind of take a little detour. Let's relax a bit. This one is called Crib Tells. Oh, Jesus. They be saying, squeeze my juice so we can pour half a glass at the vineyard. Tell Martha, I said, hey, as we in disgust when I'm getting tipsy in her gutty inyards. Summer beach vibes with them wives getting a snappy to the second finger. Took a little nappy in the valley so they hangover doesn't linger. I've put my dick into places that make Tony Danza go bonanza. I know I fell off the wagon more than once or twice. You're not hurt that I'm hurt. You're hurt that I'm alright. I don't mean to idolize through my idol's eyes. If you acted right the first time, you wouldn't have to act it twice. Don't come over unless you're getting naked. I'm about to murder this beat like it's premeditation. If she's your baby, how come she's the one that tells you to stay in the crib? And that is Crib Tells. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, I guess uh, it opens up. <laughs> I'm getting so fucking annoyed in my nose. I hope everyone knows that. <laughs> you better not believe it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, uh. Have you ever, uh, thought about. What would you do today? What, like, honestly, what would you guys do in this second? If you got a text message, it doesn't matter if it's 7 a.m. where you're at, 2 p.m., 5 p.m., because whatever time it is, it is somewhere, right? Fucking alcoholics. What would you do if your favorite ex, boyfriend, girlfriend, or somewhere in between, whatever they were to text you in this moment? Or call you. Fuck it. Let's just say they called you. What would you say? How would you respond if they said, I miss you. I love you. Let's make it work. Would you at least be curious? I'm being serious here. Um, by the way, this does not happen in my life. I, I just sometimes, I think of this stuff like, what, what would go through my mind if I just got like that text or that call from 
someone that would just be like, hey, I, I, I really, I still have strong feelings for, you know, they give you the spill of how great you are. And it's like, eh, well, not that great. We wouldn't be in this situation. Um, but no, like, what if, like, I've been thinking about, and I really, I'm really, I really, I still have feelings for you, and I think it's a sign from the universe that maybe, hey, and I checked our zodiac signs, and it says, there's a 40% chance it could work, that's enough for me, um, no, but like, what what would you do if they called and text you basically say, hey, let's talk, let's let's see if something is still there, you know, let's let's reignite the calf raises. It's like I don't know, because you know what, it could either be full fledged calf raises or it could be decaf raises. Oh Jesus. Uh, decaf raises. Jesus Christ. Uh, this conversation is not exactly ginseng. Uh, instead of laughing, it just makes it caffeining. Um, but yeah. Well, like, would the first instinct be curiosity? Like, you know what? I haven't even thought about this. It's not even something been the ether in my mind. It's just... It's just kind of, what the fuck? It's random as hell. And because it's random as hell, it makes you think, it's kind of exciting. Not gonna lie. And it's random as hell, so then you kind of get mad like, Jesus, what the fuck do you want? It's like, it's like, It goes from like this Jekyll Hyde thing. Like, should I stay or should I go? It's like, well, you guys have been gone for a while. It's just more like, where do you, I wouldn't even know how to process it, because it's so much so fast, I don't even know how you ease back into like, that, if you haven't been a thing for a long time, I'm not talking about like, you guys haven't been together for two weeks, but there's still like that weird communication phase where you try to be friends, but you're not really, um, I I guess is does is curiosity kind of like really what the like when people say the devil is what makes a man the devil is what makes you kind of go back to things that weren't good for you quote unquote or vice versa or the devil is the one that kind of lures you back and nostalgia uh, what what's the term nostalgia is the devil's lettuce. Well, devil's lettuce means something else, but lettuce is actually not really supposed to be for that. There's actually a real term, like, lettuce. It's refer- I think it's like nostalgia is the is the devil's way of reminding you that the past is not always as romantic or as beautiful as we think it is. And I think about unexpected, like, unexpected texts and calls. Like, I don't know how to take it. Because I'm not so, I don't text and call people on a regular basis. To be honest, I barely even initiate conversations because I don't really, me personally, like, I don't really feel the ne- the necessity to talk to anyone right now. Like, in terms of, like, I don't know what to talk to you about. Like, 
Cool, because well, there's nothing more like just annoying when you actually want to talk to someone about something, and it's just they they seem uninterested. And once like once that happens a couple times, just like you know what, I'm good. I, I I'm I get agitated. Like all right, you know what, I'll just go fuck myself. But no, like seriously, like um, curiosity of what was or what can be that there's this like one percent in the back of your head that just kind of wishes like i wish they would just text and call me right now and just be like hey i miss you baby i miss you um but no it's, it's probably more like i fucking hate you and i'll be like yeah sounds about right right where we left off um but I think we always tell ourselves, like, we have too much pride. Like, we would never entertain that again. And I think, honestly, most dudes would just say, like, oh, well, if she were hit me up, I would basically make her jump through all these hoops and I would make her, I would make her just only do what I want to do and basically just fuck her, right? If we're going to be real about it. Like, once that emotional ship has settled, it's always just about, well, you know if she wants to smash, so be it. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do, if you know it's just going to be that, you just probably shouldn't because the ramifications of just quote-unquote, as the kids would say, smash and pass. Um, if you uh, smash a little too good and forget to pass your pecker out of there, um, you're going to be passing an 18-year alimony test. as Sam Hunt. Um there's a, it, there's this thing where there's one percent that you just want someone to text you, call you. Then there's this other percent, like why don't you just do it? And then the rest of the percentage you says, what the fuck is the two percent of you thinking? There's no business. Life's just fine. Everything's okay. Why are you even gonna introduce? Something that hasn't been prevalent in your life in quite some time. Just cause. And I think to myself, you know, am, am I just trying to get in my own way because it's an excuse to not uh, make sure I'm staying on the right path of accomplishment and working towards the stuff I actually do on a daily basis that's actually shown progress and production and I think about that. I think like I'm human. I have thoughts. I have emotions. I have I have feelings towards people that are unfinished. I have feelings towards people that I feel like are not have not been laid out on the table. But at the same time, they don't really always need to be put out there. Sometimes everything doesn't need to be said. I'm an advocate of that. You know, sometimes closure is one of the most overrated things to me. I I don't feel like every, I, honestly, I feel like closure in the traditional sense, like, hey, I know all this fuckery just happened, and then, like, three weeks later, what, you want to meet at a freaking Brewster's and outside under the umbrella and just fucking, hey, I'll pay for your vanilla swirl, and you get this, like, eight, first of all, ice cream, ice cream places are one of the most overpriced fucking things. It's like $9.50 for a chocolate-covered cone, like the Dairy Queen type, but at, like, these Brewsters, these TC Bob, 
buy-wise. <laughs> TC buy. Um, so wait, if it's a half and half swirl ice cream, is it buy? I don't know. I like to lick both sides of the, you know, cream. Um, cream de la cream, homie. But I think it's, I, I, I really do think like, do we like kind of, do we kind of reach for things? That aren't there, that weren't even necessarily the greatest of times for either person. And do we just think because we think because we've grown as someone and we just automatically assume they have? And do we just assume that, oh, well, now we're too, like, much more mature. Everything's not over the top. Like, we would actually have a better sense of learning and understanding each other. There wouldn't be all these things that we presumed were in the way of it. Would it actually be better? And I would just say, name, name one situation where someone got, like, truly broke up first time. And they got back together months later, and it just, like, nothing happened. And their relationship was better than ever. I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's ever really happened. Well, look, I'm, I know it's happened. But I don't think it's it's a, it's a one that's been confirmed to work enough to make that steady diet as a reference. It's literally the equivalent of, well, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college. It's like, okay, you know what? You got the greatest fucking social media idea in the history at the time, you know what, when you create that, then you could drop out of college, and you know what, also, he was at Harvard, so obviously, he at least had a little cachet, like, hey, motherfuckers, 98% of y'all can't even suck the dicks to get in here, I mean, you could suck their dicks, but they could just be like, hmm, suck the dick to be you, you're not getting in, go apply at Princeton, you lame-ass bitch, <coughs> Um, but yeah, I really think like the success when people try to always make the exceptions, them, you got a really dangerous thing. You got a really, you, you really think you're the exception. Like you really think like the rules are always different for you. And realistically, they're not. That's why the rules for people with human behaviors. Uh, I, I I guess the main thing like I was curious about before I went off completely without saying an actual point is if you're, you know, maybe maybe some of y'all have like multiple exes of yours, where it's like, man, you know, you never know. I would at least consider, it, at least I would have a talk, you know. And I think a lot of that seeks from, especially when you're the one of a guilty party of something, you're always much more open-minded to the, you're always like, when you blame yourself for something not working, right? Or when you blame yourself for things not having a real chance of even seeing like, what are we type of shit? I think you're always the one more open-minded to be forgiving of shit because your projection of um, you, you're much more forgiving of shit because of going forward because you know how 
piece of shit you can be. And I always assume, and one of the cynical point of my views, to be real bad, is anytime someone is so forgiving of everything and over-forgiving, I honestly think it's because they have been hurt so bad that it's just over and over and over again that just forgiving makes it easier. And then also, I think another, an alternate version of that is they have hurt so many people or they have fucked over a lot of people or done a lot of shady things and they've grown the, like, they understand that unintentional harm is really hard for people to under to really uh get sympathy or empathy for and they sorry my fucking throat god damn it dude i think i have fucking mono and i I really think uh people that struggle or people that are over forgiving for everything that just like everyone should get forgiveness you know i always look at them like Jesus, you must do a lot of fucked up shit because you sure want the, we we always want other people to have what we would want for us in that situation, right? I think most opinions and most projections that people always want to say, like, projection is a terrible thing. I don't think projection is a bad thing. Because honestly, I think every view, every opinion has a projection to it. Like, even the most, you know... Uh, take yourself out of the shoes situation somehow you can find a way to make a projection and i just um i know i'm saying a lot of horseshit right now where it's not making sense but <sighs> I, I i guess like typically the people that are the most forgiving of things have been the ones that have done probably the most things that they feel they haven't been forgiven or that they need a forgiveness to move past it. So they develop that forgiveness is all mentality. And I think I've kind of turned into that. And I and I don't know if that's a good thing. Like I have forgiven. Even if I haven't. It's like I've wanted. You know because of something I feel really bad with someone. I. I I feel so bad about that situation. And it bothers me because it's like untapped potential of what could have been. No matter what. That's like the hard lesson. No matter what your feelings are with someone. Sometimes it's just not, you know, sometimes feelings and sometimes your love for someone. It's not enough. No matter how strong it is, right? And then there's other situations where... I've been forgiving of things I have no business being forgiving. Even that person doesn't know that I've forgiven that type of shit. And it's this weird thing where I'm kind of like, I don't know what's right to be real about it. Damn, look at me being all sentimental. Damn, I almost said a word I shouldn't say. Caught myself, bitch. Uh, And then I say a word I still shouldn't say. Um, but apparently, bitch is better than the other word I was going to say. Um, they, uh, I did not think about this segment through. I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, 
is the idea more fun? And is it even a thing that you should ever think about? Is it normal to think about wanting to talk to an ex and maybe see? Maybe now. Maybe now when I take it to Macaroni Grill, things will be different. Um, it's like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just an interesting thing to kind of, I wouldn't say harp on, but I, I just think it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing that I think a lot of people think about. It's not even about like three in the morning. It's not even about like lonely. It's not even about like the actual intimacy that you think about it's honestly uh, about the feeling of like you know it's been quite some time and are we stuck on each other probably not I wouldn't say stuck and I'm not necessarily specifically talking about me at this point by the way I'm kind of trying to think outside a point of view like two people like I think there's always a sad reality, though, when it comes to people that have broken up. Is that one person is always going to think about the other person. And chances are one's probably not going to think about... One person's always going to think about someone else way more than that person's thinking about them. And that's kind of always the sad part of it all. Is that chances are the person you're thinking about from time to time in the past probably... Hasn't thought about you for a second in like nine months. And that's okay. And when you put it like that. When you think about yourself like huh. I'm literally thinking about someone. That has not even a dribblage of pre-cum thought about me. And that's kind of like a sad thing. Like uh well. Shit. But. It's a lot better than someone. I would. It's a lot better than someone dwelling over you. To be honest, like that. That shit could get pretty sad, and you can sense that when it's just like, "Hey, relax." Like, uh, I, you're making this really hard for no reason. <coughs> um. You know, it's, it's like that Summer Walker song, which is actually a pretty catchy song. I think it's Summer Walker and JT from the City Girls. Yeah, I know I know some uh, pop culture. Is that what really it's called? More like Fourth Baby Mama culture. <laughs> hey, she made a song about it, not me. Um, weird thing to brag about, but another song for another day. It's, uh, you know... Yeah, X for a reason, X for a reason. It's a really catchy song. I haven't heard it in a minute, but it's actually a pretty decent song. And well, hers is always more like, oh, you were a fucking, you're a fucking asswipe cheater and all this shit. It's never like, oh man, time just, you know, didn't click on the right time. It's always like point the blame. It's like, all right. I, you know, I, I, I guess more of my opening thoughts, I wouldn't call this a rant. It's really like a confusing thing that I thought I had a better understanding of what I wanted to go with it. But the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, 
why what this is just like a still unfinished process thought which i think is really when you break down what it's kind of like unfinished business where it's like yeah i'm mostly done with the thought but there's a percentage of me that's like i don't want to finish this it's like me writing the script I, i was assuming it's like writing a book it's like it's like, you know, you got about like five more pages left and you just procrastinate and don't want to write it. Not because you're afraid of what's the ending going to be like, you kind of know where you want to go, but it's kind of like you just don't want to write that last word and close the book because then what? Where do you go from there? Once you... Once you finish writing this, this script or whatever, whatever it is you're working on that involves writing, and you close it and say, you wipe your hands clean of it. Once you do that, and you send it off, like the judgment starts. The It's time to move on on the next project. No more, hmm, oh, the idea's fun type of thing. I don't know how healthy. I wonder if it is healthy to kind of always have that 1% thought of. If they text me. I'll at least think about it. But then at the same time. Uh, I just. Uh, at the same time. I don't know how healthy that is. Because you're also. You're really in a passive aggressive way saying. Text me. No but like. No seriously. But like in a passive aggressive way. You're really. You're really kind of like. Mm, you know, I, I want that person to kind of feel, I just kind of want that person to tell me they miss me. I don't know if I want them to actually miss me, but it feels good that someone misses me. Or it feels good that this person specifically misses me, I should say. And that's a, that's kind of a, it's kind of a sad, and it's kind of a desolate, it's kind of a... But it's kind of an intriguing, but it's real. Like, I, I think, I think trying to avoid that would be trying to say you would feel shame with that, and it would be like you don't want to be the guy that's always going. You don't want to be the person that's always going, relying on an ex relationship to maybe come to light because you can't get anyone new, but. Maybe the reason why you don't really, you can't really put yourself fully out there, put yourself and really uh, actually be yourself and actually connect with someone is because you're still kind of connected to this thing with someone that you can't move past. And then you don't want to, and you think you're being thoughtful because you don't want to use this new person to get over an old person. Because, again, like I said, the origin of how some start matters. But realistically, I'm pretty sure, I don't know percentage, if I guess probably 60 or 70% of times when someone meets someone new and they start dating and maybe you marry and shit, like, I think most times a lot of those relationships start because they needed to get over someone. And then you move on with someone and you realize all that getting over someone trying so hard to get their approval in the long run like it's a waste of time but i think it's human nature you know 
Um, and realistically, all the time that you probably think about someone in the past, you were probably way in their past, way before you got to that conclusion. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe you just, uh, one day stop by in front of their house or apartment, call them and text them. And they're like, what the fuck are you calling me for? Is everything okay? Like, yeah, get inside. I'm out front. And they're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Why? It's like, yeah, just get in the car. And they're like, I'm not getting in the car. I haven't like, that's weird. Like, we're not like that. It's like. Just get in the fucking car. They're like, hmm, turning me on. Okay. Since you put it like that, they get in the car. You know what you do? You take them to progressive lighting and show them, baby, it's not the lighting that makes you beautiful. It's the fact that it's you. And that's why you're beautiful and uh never let anyone crack your chandelier because that's not the way i see ya (laughs) see i knew it tied together that was honestly probably the worst last 25 minutes of a podcast i've ever done i really pushed through that one but you know what fuck it that is episode 116 of the Off and Beat podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, follow on all podcast apps, and goddamn, I hope I can get my fucking mouth less dry. No matter how much fucking water I drink, it just won't become less dry. Jesus. All right, guys. Have a great day. Whenever the fuck this is out. Jesus. Oh, baby, can I feel you in my armpits?